This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. This is Bashiok from Blizzard Entertainment, and you're listening to the Dawn Forge Network. You're listening to Shattered Soulstone, episode number 52, live from Anaheim. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash sspbook. That's bit.ly slash sspbook. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Strap in, folks. This is going to be fun. Nevik. Coming to you from a half-empty bottle of white wine. Antonio. I found a nice little trifecta last night in uh, Hardcore that I'm hoping makes me loaded. Dreja. Oh, wait, wait a minute, what happened? Like, you lose five seconds of your life, you wake up. Chill. It gives you 38.2 yummies per second, with 13 to 38 yummies and 150 nom nom noms per second. Coming to you from the best western in an overly packed room, this is the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. It is Saturday, November 9th. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs> and uh, it's post-BlizzCon, so uh, we have a bunch of people with us tonight. Uh, Brasia, how are you? I'm doing great. Tired as hell, but awesome. And Jen, how are you? I survived. I'm still here. I have a voice. I don't have archives yet. I'll be. <laughs> and... Our fourth musketeer barely survived. Lantonio, how are you? Well, if you can hear me, I'm, I'm working on it and trying not to infect Jen. I, I saw the death look earlier. <laughs> yeah, you better not. <laughs> but we are also joined by a bunch of special guests for this special episode. We have the magic man himself, the editor, the one who makes us sound fantastic, Shano. Greetings, everyone. Hi, Sean. Stepping out from behind the editor's desk, as so rarely as it does happen, and uh, sus- suspecting that I may have my work cut out for me. So <laughs> well, hopefully not too bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Just, just a fair bit of warning, folks. Based on the acoustics of this room and the fact that <laughs> it, this is a hotel room, I, I have the microphone set on omnidirectional, so the audio is not going to be the greatest. But you know, whatever, right? But we have P-Dog in the house. Zombie turkeys. <laughs> and we have J.H. Hey, a little tired. Out of it. <laughs> and Melkor is here. Word. Thank you for having me. And Dr. Dr. Wait, what is it? Dr. J. Dreadsight. All right, you got it right on the first time. Oh, okay, my goodness. I think goodness. we can use the abbreviation on that one. Right? Yeah. Well, okay. Just say Dread. I said it a thousand times. Say Dread. So we have Dread, and we also have Jesse. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Who was a last-minute surprise ad. Very, very, very happy that he was able to come with us. And uh, it's uh, Justin, right? Justin. Yes. Yeah. Good. Data on the forums. So, wow, we have a lot of stuff to go over. Um, So, well, maybe. Maybe we have a whole lot of things to go over. So how about that PvP arena? That was pretty amazing. Oh, that, was awesome. that was like the coolest thing we played. Oh yeah, that's not on the virtual tape. You had to be there to see that. Yep. So. Oh, that was when we were in line to fight people to get to play PlayStation Four. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. 
But yeah, the Reaper of Souls was playable on PC in two versions. You had the story mode, and well, campaign mode, I should say, and the adventure mode, which is pretty amazing. And then over, over in their PlayStation 4 area, they had a ton of PS4s set up. It's the first time I actually got to hold that controller in my hands, and it actually does feel pretty good. Although I'm still, I'm still more used to the 360 controller, but you know, splitting hairs. But uh, yeah, it, it felt amazing. Um, who, who wants to chime in? I mean, who who checked out the Crusader? Me. Uh, I, I, I think all of us. Be everybody. Everybody. No. 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 No, I'm with you. You came all the way here to play the same thing you've been playing for the last two years. Hey, 16 times. Hey, get, <laughs> 16 times. Get off his back because I played the wizard five times. Hey, I before. saw you though. You still played the other classes. I saw you. I no lying. I hey, I cannot confirm <laughs> nor deny that I may have played a witch doctor on PS4. Uh oh. Sean the non-believer. But I did try the Crusader as well. Um, it's it's looking like an amazing class. I'm I'm not gonna lie. It's a great class. Um, I've, who who played it the most? I think I played it every single time that I went on ROS. Yeah, I, I played it. Every time I think I played at least three or four times. Yeah, it's actually a shame that Dune's not here because you know he loves paladins. So it's basically what it is. It's a yeah. paladin cave to sanctuary. Yeah, it's a it's the battle scarred paladin in his battle scarred dark armor that's battle scarred, which has no marks on it whatsoever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> With righteous wrath. <laughs> but um, yeah, the panels they they didn't really announce a whole lot of things that we didn't already know, at least not through data mining. Um, I, it was kind of funny that um, be, before the event, I, I had a chance to talk with Wyatt Chang for, well, and Lentonio, of course, as well. And uh, I, I brought up that I, I was very happy to see Frozen Orb come back. And, and he was like, uh, I, I can't comment on that because I can't comment on something that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then today, you know, at, at the, uh, the gameplay... Uh, what was it? The, uh, ga- gameplay and systems and, and Crusader yeah. panel. Um, we found out that uh, Wyatt Chang's favorite class is the Barbarian, the Wizard, the Witch Doctor, the Demon Hunter, and the, did I already say Barbarian? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Monk. And the Monk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Sorry, monks. Always forget about you. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but not Wyatt. They're yeah. all his favorites. But we, we did get confirmation Frozen Orb is coming, so I, I would say that most of the data mining that's going on is, you know, I mean, obviously it's still data mining, and it's still beta, alpha even, I would say, but uh, there's a lot of things that are subject to change. Um, we, we may actually see zombie turkeys at some point, thanks, yeah. to, thanks to a very, very fun suggestion <laughs> by Lantonio at a, at a community interview today, and nice. it... It actually, I think it got some traction with with the lead singer um, uh, art designer. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Boy. I forget, actually forget his name, but him and Josh are both, uh, they went nuts. I'm pretty sure they wrote it down. 
Yeah, and write it down. Looking at each other like, dude, I, I think this is going to replace the piranhas or else at least be the next one. <laughs> <laughs> just, That's great. Just, just be some Hulk and turkeys that are frothing at the you're mouth. Just, have like weird pink purple feathers. And just you're like, yeah, going to have a Thanksgiving like feathers. Darn feather them. But, uh, yeah, so they, they showed off a lot of stuff that we've already seen essentially and it, it wasn't until that community interview where we actually got some stuff that we didn't have a whole lot of clarification or they didn't actually talk about up on stage um i don't know why i don't know why when you have millions of viewers watching through direct tv why you may be a little more guarded with what you're saying you know go go figure but um the the main thing that i caught in a slide and at first, I thought, am I reading too much into this? They, they were talking about uh, difficulty. And I don't remember the exact context, but a slide came up uh, during the panel, the, the original overview panel, yesterday on Friday. And it showed the four difficulty modes, you know, as, as image, you know, basically window panels. And then they drew a big red X over them. And I was like, am I reading too much into this by thinking that they're actually getting rid of that system completely? They are. They're getting rid of they're getting rid of normal, nightmare, hell, and inferno. It's just all the same well, I can't say all the same, but they're replacing it with a scaling system where the monsters are going to scale exactly to your level. So no matter where you want to play, the monsters are always going to be at your level. So it's it's gonna be a in other words, it's going to allow you to play the game the way that you want to play it, how you want to play it, and not have to play through it four, well, at least three times to get to the quote-unquote real mode of the game. Did so. they talk about that in one of the community things that y'all were at? Because I didn't, maybe I didn't read into it as much as you did, but that one slide I didn't... Yeah, they gave us the most information oh, okay. on that. They're still going to do like an MP system, or uh, either that or go with what the council has with a master system and master one, two, and three, but... To actually get to end game, you don't gotta beat it four times story mode. That's worth sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think someone, some reason I always thought it was Dread, that, or someone had sent us an email like a few months ago making that um, prediction and wanting that because they didn't wanna, uh, for people that didn't wanna play the game four times. There were that, quite a few posts on the forum that I, I remember reading that they just hated. That's at least reducing it to two months at most right. or something like that. Yeah. I mean, going four times. You know, with one class, that's one thing. But when you do it with all five classes, now six, yeah. I can't think of how many hours I wasted, especially before rushing came into play. Like, yeah, power you know, leveling, this, right? Yeah, before mm-hmm. power leveling and rushing came into play, that's just ridiculous amount of time. You know, about how many of us have all five softcore, all five hardcore, all the way through now? Think about the time we, we would have saved. Yeah, and that brings up a very interesting... Um, uh, question in terms of how you know how in nightmare elite monsters champion packs get two affixes and hell they get three and inferno they get four um i do believe this was addressed at the open q a or no was it the community interview i i'm sorry people it's been a blur the past couple days but um, i've been having a few too many drinks i think no it was it, <laughs> it had to be it had to be at the q a because um wyatt wyatt made mention that now, now I'm questioning myself. So, regardless of where we heard it, they they will be addressing um, how affixes are added to monsters. Uh, it may it may actually end up being something that's addressed through the difficulty 
system, the new difficulty system that will be coming in uh, in Reaper of Souls, which Josh, you know, lovingly coined difficulty 2.0. <laughs> Everything's 2.0. 2.0. So, it really is. That's really di difficulty 8.0, considering all the changes and difficulties. But, <laughs> but let's let's go back a minute. Um, you know, with, with the bombshell that they're getting rid of the difficulty modes uh, and also changing the difficulty levels. Um, let's let's go back to something simpler. Uh, adventure mode is pretty darn amazing. Uh, Dread, what what are your thoughts about Adventure Mode? Um, did, did did you actually get a chance to try it out? Well, I, I played through once. I I basically viewed it when our first playthrough in Westmarsh, which was the campaign mode that they let you play. You started out at level thirty three, mm -hmm. so some of the things weren't unlocked, but you got a nice little flavor. But in the Adventure Mode, when you played that, I looked at okay, like oh rewards. Okay, what's in here? Okay, look through. Okay, it's kind of like. Overall, general stack wars, you go through here with the bounties, you have to kill here. And kind of taking a little bit from the panels and kind of taking it to my experience, is it seems like the whole open world concept that you can go between acts with the waypoints, you can go to anywhere you want to go. Um, I really feel that adventure mode, in my personal the way I'm going to view it is, I'll probably get my character up to 70, and then that will probably be my long. Uh, Endgame, because uh, help me out if you remember the there's bounties and there's mm -hmm. five different types. There's uh, kill them all in a specific area. Right. There's the do an event like the um, last hand of the ancients. Last hand of the ancients, like you just have to go find it, do it. Uh, there's the find the mob and kill it. The unique uh, mobs. The unique mobs. And the interesting one is the uh, blacksmith's wife. She's in the adventure mode. She's not in that little hobble area in Tristram. She's actually out in the Weeping Hollow somewhere. So you have to go out and clear the Weeping Hollow, find her, kill her. And I'm forgetting the other two. I think well, it's a boss. Bosses count as yeah. yeah, you have to clear area, kill a boss. So that's actually an interesting one because. If you're in the mode of still clearing an area, like you still want to do Act 1 farming for Paragon, if you want to, the kill a unique works its way into that. So it just becomes a big cherry on top because the bounty rewards, granted, they can change and they probably will, will change, but just to give you a small scale of what's going on, optional screen removal and all that stuff. The, I think the experience and the gold reward were the same amount while they were pretty close, and it was like 130,000 gold and like 130,000 uh, experience. It was a ridiculous amount. Yeah, but they're still tweaking those numbers. Those aren't going to make... Yeah, they're still tweaking, but it shows you that in the reward system of quests and bounties and everything else, they are taking the removal of the auction house into, uh, into account. And I'm not sure if people played um, the total amount of times that they got duplicate legendaries off of certain mo uh, monsters. Don't know if that's intended or if it's just because it keeps resetting after each playthrough. But I know Melkor got one of the legendary amulets in the West March. Um, yeah, that, that particular mode. boss fight, right? Don't you get that amulet every time? It was an every time. The yeah. one that Cyclone stays and right. I think everybody kept getting that same one over and over. Mm -hmm. we don't it know seemed like in the demo they were giving a certain set of legendaries out. 
I got the pig sticker almost every single time. I got the pig sticker as well. Um, I did it for my last playthrough of Adventure Mode. I finally got those bracers that when you hit an object, make you go faster. Um, so that was pretty cool to get that one. But I was noticing, as we were talking about the bounties, that uh, the experience right now, it's, it's going like crazy. I went in one demo playthrough. I got four or three levels. Three, three levels. Three levels, levels is, I oh, think, top so All I here. did was yeah. run through bounties. And I got all of Act 1 down plus... I think two bounties in Act 2, trying to get as many as I could before it ended. And that, that, was, that was cool. And another thing, like we were talking about, Eamon, um, the Eamon wife, we follow. Mira, Mira, whatever. Um, they're giving quest markers to find them, too. Yeah. So as soon as I went to Weeping Hollow, there was a big quest marker, so I, you didn't really have to try too hard to find her. So being a bounty, I think they should take that away. You just have to, like, you know, Actually, go explore and find yeah, it. Right? Fun, yeah, I, yeah. As soon as I went in, it, it pulled me right to it. It also helped me find the butcher, so I didn't have to really look to see, you know, oh crap, I went the wrong way. I found the waypoint area. No, I showed right where to go. Yeah. So, like, and that could have been just the demo, but yeah, I was wondering I mean, yeah. if they did it just for the demo because people have a limited amount of time to right. play, and they wouldn't want to have them go. Okay, I've got this huge area. I'm trying to do this one bounty. I don't have enough time. Right. You know, I'd be right. frustrated. So maybe it's just for the demo. Yeah, it could be. That's a possibility. That wasn't brought up in the interview. Um, but one thing that is loosely tied into this is uh, uh, I, I can't remember the guy's name from Reddit. Uh, Thunderclaw was one of them. Yeah, the shorter guy. Short, that's probably Thunderclaw. The short, skinny guy? Yeah. yeah. He asked a lot of questions about all the Q&As and stuff. Yeah, he, he, asked, he posed the question, um, will Adventure Mode be more efficient at XP farming than doing story mode because basically he was like why do, do you see people doing campaign at all after adventure mode is out and then Josh kind of answered it well of course they're gonna of course they want to play the campaign because Matthew's up to some bad stuff <laughs> <laughs> it, it made it out too that you the adventure mode to me open right away but only for what you done in the story. Oh, so you, you can't yeah, just, yeah. you know, because they were saying, he was he was using the, uh, the the phrase, don't want the dessert before the vegetables. So he was saying, you know, act one, yeah, you go, whatever you've, whatever you've done in the story, it's open. It's open right away, but not much of it, you know. Right. Because they don't want you to go beat Matthew, see where all this stuff is, without having to do anything. That opens a lot of the questions, too, like, as in, if you don't unlock a random spawning dungeon, do you actually get that in Ventrable, too? Like, you don't see it, you get it. Like, uh, well, I think that will, because it's just the waypoint areas. So yeah. just progressing in the story and opening them waypoints is what's going to unlock the adventure areas. Probably, yeah. Unless eventually they put more access points into the adventure maps. But the intention is that they want campaign to still be something that's viable as in terms of farming, in terms of, well, farming, just period, you know, loot experience. They, they want it to still be viable. They want it to be something. They well, Josh, and I'm talking like Josh now. I'm talking with my yeah, hands. <laughs> Your best friend, Josh. I, I I called him out of the clothes. Oh, you like I, that? I, I, <laughs> I, I spent too much time talking to him this this week. So it's contagious. That's yes, right. it is. It is. <laughs> it is. You mentioned yeah. that. The yeah. first person you meet at BlizzCon is Muscari. He's like, "Come get a beer with me," and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> but uh, uh. Wow, I almost just lost my train of thought. But he he wants adventure mode to be just another option. You know, he doesn't want it to be the only option that everybody goes to. He wants he wants us to 
you know, if you want to do the campaign, you can do the campaign, you know, if you feel like actually seeing the story events. Because when you go into adventure mode, I mean, this addresses a lot of issues that people have with having to skip cutscenes and everything. The adventure mode is very, very just like, you kill stuff, and that's it. You know, there's, it, there's no reliving the moments in the game at all. Which, you know, a lot of people aren't really going to miss, and adventure mode's going to be, you know, perfect for them. But uh, I did have a point. I'm getting to it, I swear. As soon as I remember what the point was... Well, uh, sure. I didn't notice that you can actually teleport to any location. That, that was... Any location. You don't have to go find a waypoint. You can just hit your map screen and then uh, wherever you are, zap to town or to any of the other locations so that once you find a bounty, you can continue on to the other one right away. Which... You don't have to go find a waypoint to get to Which it. I think is actually kind of broken right now because... Uh, I mean, you press M and you click on a waypoint, you're like, boom, you're instantly yeah. there. It's like, there, there needs to be a cast time because otherwise, that's going to be a great way of avoiding death in hardcore. Yeah, and that could go with what yeah. was saying, out. just for the time of the demo thing. It, it could be that. Could I be think that. there was other things, other mechanics in the demo that were not going to be alive. Like, I don't know if you guys checked out the percentage damage on certain skills. Okay. Yeah. They were like astoundingly high. Like, for a level 33 wizard to do 1,592% damage, the time bomb. I destroyed the butcher in a half a second with that. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, I think it was that very heaven, much tweaked. That heaven blast thing. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that heaven blast thing. <laughs> I didn't even have to play it the was like same. Like a race. <laughs> just watch people using like that's that's. I did think that. too. We are also <laughs> playing on normal with that kind of damage. You know, I had sixteen hundred damage in normal. Snag one, archon, five thousand DPS. Slap that dip of the scale up to level seventy. Do it on the same guy. It might not be so different. Might so might not be so easy. You're right. So an archon will live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we did get some other information. Um, I mean, other than the fact that. Um, uh, important information. I'm just looking over my notes right now, folks. Uh, I, I remember what I was about to talk about, and that's the Nephilim Rifts, which you get in Adventure Mode. Those are pretty darn amazing. I, I didn't get enough time to spend with them, but... Uh, it's fun. It's... They were indeed pretty much random every single time. I got lost every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the best thing is... <sighs> Getting an environment and being in, almost immediately gibbed by bees. Yes. Oh, I, I, there was about two dozen bees in a narrow passageway with mobs chasing me from behind. Can't go backwards. Obviously can't go forward. Take the bees. Dead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you really, it sounds like you're really going to have to find out when you're going to be using, well, with the Crusader anyway, when you're going to use that horse to get away. <laughs> it, it helps a lot, but you got to know how to use that. I know when I first started, I was double-clicking and it just... It just goes everywhere. What do you do? And it's acted away because you can shut it off early. So, especially on the council, it acts really fast and you lose it. So, you gotta be careful what you do with that. Right. And it's not just bees either, they follow maniacs too. So, yeah. mm -hmm. however, once, I got the, once you get that Crusader down, at least in the demo, he smacks through a lot of stuff pretty yeah. easy. He seemed pretty OP at first. <laughs> My first time playing through, I was like, oh, this guy sucks. I'm dying like crazy. But I also went into a rift that ended up having nothing but elites. And I have everywhere you go, just arcane centuries, frozen, everyone like, alright. And this I'm, is normal mode. I'm out of, I'm out of this. Yeah. I'm done. 
Some of the affixes are new. I noticed, like uh, the frozen affix. I don't know. I don't know. The frozen pulse. I think it was called. right. Right. But it, does that mean that frozen is now gone? And that's where no, frozen still there. Frozen, frozen yeah. pulse is almost like an arcane century frozen in a way. Right. It's like yeah. pulses out this frozen, this cold damage frozen. over and over. Poison like molten. Poison looks like it's molten. Through the whole room. Right. That ring I got with a hundred percent poison immunity would really come in handy when that happens. Swap right. it in. Yeah, because it. it hurts. Jesse actually found something happen. pretty exciting. Yeah, but I didn't want to interrupt. But the very first time we played yesterday morning, went in, Nephilim Rift, and there were cows in the level that I was yeah, in. It was awesome. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. There, 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 is no cow, there is no cow level. Well, there's cows in the Nephilim Rift. I don't know, man. And there's not a cow king, but a... Cow princess. But it was the Nephilim boss. Yeah. Oh, the Rift Guardian was a cow princess? Yeah. It was awesome. And I thought, like... It was the first time going in, so I was like, oh, everyone's going to have one. So I did another one, and of course it wasn't. So I, I realized it was probably a small percentage of getting that one, but mm-hmm. got really lucky. Yeah. It was really cool. I think I made a big faux pas, though. Uh, I was so excited. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> oh, <old> cow level. <laughs> we won't say that. <laughs> but, uh... Pe- people may be wondering, okay, so what, what are Nephilim Rifts? They, they were originally toted as the Loot Runs. And they've they've renamed them, you know, Nephilim Rifts, which you know fits the kit better. And I, I'm sure uh, Josh mentioned this that the that the difficulty levels that they're going to be changing to they haven't finalized the names yet. So you know, they still have lots of time. <laughs> but uh, the way that you get a Nephilim Rift is you have to get uh, Rift Keystones, and those. Oh. I was like, and you get those uh, from completing bounties. Um, I, I actually didn't get a Rift Keystone when I completed my bounty, so it must be a random chance at getting a Rift Keystone, which is good because if. I actually it, asked about it, didn't rough, yeah. It just wasn't in the demo. Just like the rewards, I made all the bounties and I thought I'd be able to pick a reward. It's there, but it's just not in the demo. Which also probably explains why there was automatically a Rift open. Right. Open for you, so. But um, it it's I I'm, I'm I'm excited. I'm really excited for adventure mode because uh, once I complete the campaign, then it's like I never have to complete the campaign ever again. I don't actually feel like listening to a talk again, so <laughs> you can do that too. And uh, if I could yeah. just, I mean, it's kind of related to the rush and everything. Um, the whole, but where's our randomness in the map? It's like, where is it? Like. Act 3, Act 4, they're pretty much static at this point. But I, the first time I went through Westmarch, I really tried to take some kind of heat. Now, the beginning area is little. As soon as you get out to the main town area, it's basically, it's like, you're sending yourself off like, good luck, sailor. Like, you're going to be all over the place. It seems like the big tile sets they had, if you take them and you basically chuck them up in about and three by threes themselves, they made it a lot more random. And oh, and in the group interview that we took part with, and I specifically asked them, is Westmarch is a big city, and there's a lot of little alcoves, little alleyways. There's probably I count at least three or four or five little side places you can go to, and they were built out. They weren't just you go in, you kill something and then you're done in five seconds. You're in there for a good two, three minutes. You come out and you go to the next one, two, three minutes. And I asked them, is that going to be something that they're not, not going to do in the beginning and not carry through? 
they said like, no, like we like that. We want to do more of that. We just we're gonna make it fit, but we're gonna do more of that throughout the Act Five, throughout the way through Endymion and all the other stuff. So that was a welcome thing because now there's just more to do in the story mode and eventually throughout uh, adventure mode as well. When that's Speaking of size, um, it was asked how approximately how big is Act Five in terms of. Uh, you know, compared to the other acts in the game. And it's approximately about the same length as Act 2. So that's a pretty hefty act to get that's through. That's the biggest one, right? I think it, yeah. it feels like somebody this is a long cool time, right? Yeah, but the, the ever exalted cool. I don't <laughs> think so. I know me and you did the speed runs, and that was definitely the most difficult. Yeah, Act 2 is the hardest one to do the speed run on. You have to be lucky with the Zoltan Cool areas, for sure. But, uh, so, that that gives us all a, a sense of scope of the expansion and more or less why you know they're painstakingly taking their time with it. Uh, they they want to make sure that it's fully polished and you know it's Blizzard, so that that's what they do. That's their mo. But the other thing that's going to kind of change the way that we play the game is the combat pacing is changing in Reaper of Souls. Um, this is through a couple of different things. Uh, Wyatt is adamant about making sure that uh, we don't just all play the same way with the same trifecta. And that's his goal, is to bump up other affix or other attributes, not affixes, um, to be viable. You know, it, to not put trifecta above everything else and that's all you need and the one way i mean we've already mentioned this life steal is gone at level 70 and it will only be at 10 percent effectiveness at level 60 so they they really want to yes i have just, a question about that will life on hit and life uh after you kill a monster still work or did y'all ask that question what? i just never got a full yeah. clear valve picture no you no, they assuming they take out life steal, like, which they are. You know, they wouldn't show it in the item examples, correct? Some of the weapons that we saw, one of the double two-handers have what seven thousand life on kill. It was closer to life on kill. Life on life on kill. So killing a monster gives you a bonus. The frostburn gauntlets also had life on hit on them. A lot, a lot of life on hit, right? Yeah. So assuming they're going to be there, you're going to probably expect proc coefficient to be altered in some way as well, fine-tuning, which will mm -hmm. probably change how much you get in return for what you hit and what you kill, so yeah. that might be the way to recover instead of lifesteal. And I imagine that difficulty level may have a little bit of scaling involved on terms of uh, life on kill and life on hit, kind of in the same vein as, you know, uh, once you get to Inferno, your life on hit gets reduced automatically, so... Well, I mean, th these are all fine details that they're still working on and trying to make sure that combat feels good. And they, I, I can definitely sense that they want us to... I mean, Wyatt told, mentioned this in, at the Mixer, that he wants 20% health to mean something. When you hit 20%, he wants you to, as a player, to go, whoa, I need to start changing the way that I'm playing right now because if I don't, I'm going to die. So that, that's his goal, because right now, I mean, he mentioned this many times throughout BlizzCon that right now, the whole reason why the trifecta is, you know, the holy trinity of DPS stats is 
you you can forsake everything else and just go pure DPS if you get enough life steal. You can you can go from 100% to as long as a hit doesn't kill you, you can be back at 100%, you know, in a split second. And he wants that to be gone. Which you know, I I'm going to miss it, but I I agree in a lot of ways it's going to it's going to make other builds viable and it's going to change the way the game plays. He wants you to rely, not really rely on the health clubs either, but have to use them more effectively. And he also you know what? Want... You know what's funny about that is yeah. um, there were a ton of health clubs yeah, popping the, up in, in the, the demo. Was, there the were demo. a lot in the demo. He actually he mentioned that he didn't like it as is so far, but he wants there to be very little health clubs. They work really good when they come out, but he wants you to have to like save them and use and them. And that's what I did when I was playing too. I would specifically go past them in case it was a pack up where you got to run back and grab some. Anybody noticed uh, the Nephilim glory on yes, the also dropping? Oh, yes, I was about to bring that up. That was sweet. They, they don't drop enough, in my they opinion. They don't drop enough, that is true compared to the concept. I don't think I got but three stacks of Nephilim glory, but once I've unintentionally gotten them, when it started bolting down, like, I definitely have three stacks laying out because they're just, everything's just dying. I was like, I, I accidentally picked them up. Remember, <laughs> the health clubs will put towards yeah, them. Yeah, they'll You get too. enough health clubs, you can stack up your Nephilim glory. <clears throat> Power Hungry is definitely a passive that could kill Critical Mass forever yeah. by itself without even having to. As we as we, we spoke with Wyatt, they, they still have no real concrete way of solving the problem of Critical Mass. And if you don't think Critical Mass is a problem, then you don't understand it because it's definitely a problem. <laughs> but uh, what's the Power Hungry? Just power realize? Hungry is you you for every health globe you pick up, it stacks up to five times. Your next Arcane Spender is free. So the way I utilized it was with Meteor, and. Uh, I use the time, the slow time where you can project your slow time to the cast location. One of the new rooms is like that. So you cast it and you lob this like arcane orb, lightning orb, which definitely has something wrong with it because you can't control where it goes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> every enemy that gets affected by it, by that um, orb takes one percent, adds one percent additional damage to your next lightning spell. Do you see where this is going? Yeah. And then run, then pour it to the center of that chaos. Pop diamond skin for immunity. Pick up all the health bulbs and rain meteors down, for like four. chain meteors, like seven, before your arcane starved. And at that time, if you've killed anything, you pick up health bulbs, <laughs> and they're free continuously. So, I mean, it's a very, very viable alternative to critical mass. Oh my goodness, that sounds that it's sounds awesome. That it's sounds so nice amazing. To take that stupid passive off. I mean, I love it. I made, a, I made four rap songs about it. I love the passive. Oh, you're part. the rap guy. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad to let, it, to let it be the past of the century in the past. So, yeah. and, and yeah. I guess, yeah. and I guess, just to add a small yeah. note yeah. to that is, Jage, uh, myself, and we all kind of cornered Wyatt in the uh, community corner. <laughs> Although Archon was there for a little bit, it was like ten of us. It was like vultures. He, he, he was literally trapped like a rat. He could not get us. So he was kind of forced to ask questions. <laughs> uh, but he, but just the to get a sense of what the developers are. He kind of, we almost didn't have to ask the question about critical mass because he said, if we do one thing, we're going to nerf it. If we do, if we remove it, then we have to put something else. We can put something new in, and that's probably the best alternative at this point, also coming from a wizard's perspective. But if we kind of do something else, it's like they understand that they, they don't want to just flat out nerf because then it's a dead pass if you're not going to use it. And they, they want to make sure that the wizard class, at least with crit, Critical mass being in so many builds, being so critical, just want just want to do better than just 
there are for you this. They want you to give something credible. And that by itself is also tricky because I remember something that White explained that if you outright remove it, you're admitting that it's broken mm. and we want to get rid of it. When you're nerfing it, you're pretty much saying, well, you know, we give up. We give up. It. Don't use it. Just Remember, don't use it because it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> he said a removal of the passive would be an admission of, of, of a game design failure, and a massive admission. Option house can remove so I know, I know. That's a totally great point. <laughs> who cares? But he said nerfing it's even worse. It's like a punitive punishment to those who have taken advantage of it. And it's like either, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, attack speed was nerfed. Yeah, yeah that's another good point. Yeah. And I knew that they, I knew they had no no really path for it when they asked. When he asked, we literally looked at the Asian dread and was like, um, "What would you do? How would you do? <laughs> <laughs> How would you know what to do?" Yeah. You know? We haven't mentioned yet that the diamonds are in the game, right? And it's, it's the cool down on that. Yeah. And, and cool down on other gear, on, right. on boots and, it is, and braces. Cool is amazing. You know how like Archon, Archon's a hundred twenty second cooldown. If you get rid of critical mass, there's no way you can get rid of that one hundred twenty second cooldown. Just by stacking four percent on gloves, evocation is another fifteen percent. The four percent on flawed diamond evocation is fifteen. Yeah, so like twenty five percent. You can see it ticking down. Like it's like, all right, imagine it's a radiant star diamond in there now. You can definitely just say. I, my Archon won't live! I can still use it, it's still not gonna be just that hard. Imagine making a zombie dog with this now. Right. It's not a zombie dog build. Right. I mean, say, oh. you, I don't know if any of you actually played an Uber run with a, a healing uh, witch doctor. You can't zero dog. You can't yeah, die. Zero dog. Yeah, you can't die. It's impossible to can't die. Yeah. Um, we've actually been run, I ran when I was playing hardcore before I moved. My crappy internet zone. Um, started playing hardcore MP10 runs for the Ubers to get rings with the zombie dogs, and it is not, no, there's no sweat at all. Really, there's no sweat. Yeah, they keep healing, yeah. just keep healing, doing yeah. damage, healing, you do damage. No sweat. Like, wow. the, the, the biggest sweat is for the healer because for him to get started, he has to stay close enough to whatever bar, usually a barb that's getting him going to get the health loads going. But once it starts, bam, 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 nuts. Just, that's awesome. No danger. <laughs> Which actually, you know what? I, I hate to admit this, but Vengeance for the Demon Hunter looks freaking amazing. It is, uh, you saw the how the crowd reacted yeah, to the it. Monk. The crowd was like, just cheering. Right. Monk and the, especially the Monk and the Demon Hunter, everyone just cheering. Just it does wild. seem like everybody has their own kind of like grasp of berserker now, except for the Witch Doctor in a way. But I, I'm not playing because I think but Witch Doctor gets the Bogodile. Bogodile. Yeah. Oh, that is cool. That is and I gotta cool. say, if I die before I like get pissed on on a dog, I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But I think if I was to choose anyway, that'd have to be the way to die. Absolutely. Yeah. I might just go kill one. Of them. You're gonna, you're gonna kill me <laughs> in the process. Just do it. Just do it. I know. <laughs> right. A lot better than a fallen maniac. Which those are in the rifts when you get they to are the end. Rifts. Almost yep. And they're combined with grotesques. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Full maniac com- combined with the grotesque is is, is that's like an atom bomb. <laughs> oh my god. Redefines one shot. Yeah. Which actually uh, the randomness in the Nephilim Rifts also brings up something that they addressed at the open Q and A, I think it was yeah. That uh they're when you get an elite pack, you know, you get that yellow mob, and usually the uh, his minions are either the same mob, or they're, like, if it's a fallen sh- shaman, then it's just a fallen. But they're going to mix up those those minion packs. They're, they're going to vary the composition of them, which is going to be very interesting if you start getting some very interesting affixes on that elite pack. And uh, I don't 
I wasn't paying 100% sure, but I could have sworn that they said they were going to be playing with champion pack sizes more as well. Yeah, so I think actually, yes. Yeah. Horde is disgusting right now. Horde actually literally overruns you. I got overrun twice in the Nephilim Rift because of... It was actually pretty bad. It was the bats, you know, the bat that makes the little bog things bigger, that spawns more bogs. Oh, yeah. I got the big bog and the small bogs with Horde and other bogs that kept spawning more bogs with the bats flying over them. I was like, which one do I hit? Do I hit the elite pack or do I hit the minions? Do I hit the bats first or the regular ones? Then it's like... Yeah, <laughs> it's like, the time you think about it. Yeah. I'm just backing and backpedaling, backpedaling, uh, they just keep doing more. I'm like, I can't do this. This is over. Josh did talk about that in upstairs a little bit too, saying that that's what they're trying to scale. Yeah, it makes you afraid of what's going to happen. They're trying to make sure that you only see that when you're at high levels of difficulty compared to not seeing that at the low levels. Yeah, be scared. I do miss that feeling. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's why we all played it. You know, we all played D3 because it scared us. It was yeah. like the monster coming out there. First, first Diablo, the butcher comes out of that door, you know, yeah. and you don't have that right now. Right. Did you guys hear any, you were talking about the levels of like, um, your monsters will be the end, will be the level, your, the monsters will be the level of your character? Yes. Yeah. So what happens if I'm being power leveled? Well, you're good. That is an interesting question. So maybe you created the game? It's probably going to be based either on the average of levels or based on the highest level in the game. Yeah, or open the game up probably. I, I do have a feeling they wouldn't answer, but I asked actually at the mixer kind of about that with power leveling a little bit. There might be a you can't get in the games with higher levels, only so much range. Okay. So that's like the way to do it now. They don't really want to do that because they want you to be able to play with your friends. Like, oh, let me see this, but there might be a. Um, I can't, you know. This so seems to be a general ideology. It doesn't fix oh. it, but... Right, but it seems that a lot of these policies, and a lot of these ideas that they're coming up with, there seems to be this general um, philosophy of you're not going to get through this cheap. Right. Like, you're not going to race through anything. Yeah. You're not going to race through gear, and now even with this idea, you're not going to race through the content. Yeah. You're just going to have to just earn your way, old school style, to the end of it. Yeah, and from Thursday to the day, I was fighting... Uh, Josh give up some trade news, but it pretty much said the whole time. We did too, right? Oh, I gonna, know. Yeah, I, was yeah I saw your question. I, I started. I tried to get him in private. Tried to get him at the mixer. Tried to get him upstairs. <laughs> everywhere. He's like, "All right, there's just not going to be anything new with trading." So just there, shut up. Finally <laughs> 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 gave it up. You know, he's like, "I'm like, that's what I figured." But yeah. I told him they said, you know, they want you to find your own loot. But yes, after 15 hours of looking for your last part, if I say you get that far, even it's discouraging. I played yeah. D2 for seven years, and there's items that I want still that I never found. But there's items that I, I found, like he said, you might find something better along the way. But, you know, actually, trading is fun. I want that item. Trading can be really cool. It's actually a big part of Diablo. They right. say that finding your own items is all Diablo is, but it's not. Trading is also, you know, what made D2 so cool. Because you got to meet people to trade with. Imagine being able to do that now with Void. You know, so it's a lot better than... Yeah. You know, W-O-G, oh, excuse me, your stuff up on me. Uh, I'm getting a little, little free with my, my words, you know, I'm getting too used to not being able to not swear. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. Also, as you gear, as you, you know, if you guys, I'm sure you're all geared, you know, as you, when it comes down to that, the further you get along in building a set of gear, the more restrictive your requirements become until eventually you're down to that one piece that must have A through you know, D on it. Must. It doesn't become, well, maybe, okay, I'll, I'll get poison resist here. It's like, no, no, that has to be all res or I'm broken. Mm -hmm. Right. Without a training model, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know? And 
some of the way that they're going to address that is, uh, I, I would kind of like to see resistances put as a as a secondary, but I know that it's too important to be a secondary stat. But uh, that that was the other thing that we found out today was that uh, there the attributes on items they're going to be categorized into primary and secondary. That way, secondary doesn't take away from the item budget. They, they showed an example of the Frostborn gauntlets and like. No longer will you be like, well, you know, it's it would be nice to be able to do more cold damage, but it has no intelligence on it. So they're they're fixing that. They're they're making special secondary stats, um, especially on legendaries that have amazing effects on them, which is going to be pretty cool. And the other really cool thing, and I'm very 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 thankful for this because no longer will we have to read to database sites to see ranges on items anymore because it'll just be there when you control oh, control over an item or hit control while you mouse over an item it will show the ranges of each stat basically how unlucky or how lucky you got with the roll <laughs> yeah yeah it looks good to know those numbers though just to have just to know them what especially the min maxes are especially for people that are really bad at uh, finding sites to look up items I mean I'm at D2 trying to sell him. What's this worth? Everyone says what you got, and they didn't want to show their <laughs> their stuff because <laughs> they, they didn't want to show their stuff first because they didn't want to show like offer you something good that they didn't know was good, you know. And now they would know that. I mean, I see a lot of value in that system. I also see it being a source of even further confusion. I mean, think about split rolls. When it's when an item split rolls, now you're going to see a max range that will be low on, on the primary roll that is lower than a pure primary roll. I can see a lot of what is this worth questions in the forums where I guess if you go like in depth with that, like say, um, take gloves for example, the current the current gloves, they can roll 100 to 200 single roll intelligence, then an additional 100 intelligence and another 100 other kinds of that vitality dexterity strength. So if you get that single roll, it'll probably just say 100 to 200. Right. And if you get the double roll, you say, well, this one is 100 to 300 because you got the double roll on. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe. It's just showing that particular stats in the next world, yeah. too. You don't know what other efforts you could have gotten. That could have been a lot better, too. Probably, yeah. And how much of that efforts there could have been. Mm -hmm. I suppose that could be addressed with uh, splitting it out, you know, showing two values for intelligence if it's a double roll of intelligence. Probably. I, su and, I suppose that's one way of addressing it. And also, uh, having that knowledge of the min-max of the roll will help you out immensely, even though it's still on reforging, but it's for what you can get. Yeah. Uh, when you when, when you want to reforge something, it gives you this idea of how well your roll is. So if you like everything on your armor, and this is a little eh, but if you know the range, like, oh, no, that's actually pretty high, uh, then you know, okay, that's pretty high initially, and you know getting maybe another six, six, ten, however much percent to max, like, you know what, I don't need that, let me re-roll it. And uh, another thing is, they did confirm you will be able to re-roll secondary, the secondary uh, properties as well, but it's not like you can do the primary and a secondary. If you re-roll the secondary, you can only re-roll that one as many times as you want, and you're giving up on the primaries. All right. Did you notice that when you go to re-roll the stats on an item, and you go to the enchant menu, and you right-click the item you want to re-roll, does it immediately show? Did it? Did I? Did I misunderstand that? I'm saying it out loud. I think I might have misunderstood what I saw. But 
it seems like you, 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 you select the item you want to enchant, and then it immediately shows you what your options are without having to pay anything, without having to give up. No, 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 no. That first screen was when you first... What you're going to remove. What what you're gonna remove. Choose which one you're going to replace. Okay, and then the second then. one will be... Yeah, so first you pay, and then it gives you a, a list of things. Let's say potentially you hate all of them. LOL at you, because you hate... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, the side note on that, there, there's... I noticed something really weird when they were doing that, that the reroll on a stat was like over a million gold. Did it... Did anybody else see that? It was like, I think it was like one point five. I was like, that, that's a gold scene, like a, I mean, who's got 1.5 million when well, he rolls stats on well, the Well, yeah. to remember, again, when we were talking about adventure mode. The guy had 100 billion gold. That was, <laughs> 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 I was shot at the corner. He'd be like, give me some! So that's a big gold sink, if that is, you know, going to be 1.5 bill for, or 1.5 mil for one reroll. I mean, everybody's saying gold's not going to be worth much when, the new stuff comes out and I'm hard to disagree. Well, it, it could also be a case where um, by removing the ability to buy and sell gold and essential, and well, just, you know, flip items for gold as well, um, they, they can be a lot more generous with giving you gold. <laughs> so we might see gold stacks increase. We might see the gold rewards for doing, well, I mean, obviously we the gold that. rewards on bounties is pretty absurd yeah. right now, but... Um, even better prices. Think that, though, I increased the gold that we already have in our system. You know, it's not that insane. I gotta tell you, I wrote a gold yeah. farming guide. I, I I created a gold farming build that yielded 1.1 million an hour. Yeah. You know, and that was without you changing your gear. So Do no some gold crafting farm. on the council when it's already in the auction house and watch how fast you get your gold. Mm -hmm. Like I, I've been playing. I got I think level 20 paragon now, and I got maybe a 10,000 gold, and I barely use it. Right. And I've been trying to save a little bit. I think I'm pulling. Collected a million, you know, and then plus sales and gold, but it's really difficult to make gold right now. Hopefully, it'll be better. Especially in console, I know we got console testing hard. But I want to know what Brazier's been uh, liking about our OS. I never heard you much tonight. Oh, no, I'm just having a great time with <laughs> everybody else. Don't mind me. I'm just, you know, it's like almost midnight for me already. That's why I'm sleeping. No, no, it's like East Coast time. <laughs> yeah, East Coast time, us too. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah. East Coast. Um, but no, no, I've been having a great time with it. I just. You know, kind of bouncing back and forth. I love the secondary versus primary stats. I mean, I saw that today. I love what I saw with um, each class. I'm glad Wyatt thinks every single class is his favorite. Um, you know, and just like tonight, I just had this great experience. We we're just watching the uh, voiceover or the voice actor stage, and the uh, gentleman who plays Decker Kane and the one who plays Teriel. We're going in there with people and doing roles with just people standing in line just to have fun with it. It's like you heard um, Thrall being voiced by Deckard Kane in Deckard Kane's voice. And it was hilarious to see that. And then Teriel, uh, that gentleman, um, he did his own line. And then at the end, where it had fallen mm -hmm. from the sky, Leah goes over to, you know, see Deckard Kane one time before he goes to burn it. And there was no Leah in the room, it was just him. He goes, yeah, dude's dead. I need to burn him. <laughs> I'm gonna burn him. You need to move. And then she moves and goes, I'm burning the guy. I'm burning the man. <laughs> it, just, it was funny. And I mean, it, it's gracious. You can tell they really enjoy what they do. Was anybody else disappointed that Grey Delisle didn't show up? Yes. <clears throat> yes. Yes. There's actually a reason why I played Nova for Heroes of the Storm 2, because she voices that ghost. Oh, yes. Mm. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Azula, and uh, 
And the female wizard. Off topic, if you watch my Archon Guide, my ninja wizard does use a line from Azula. That's not actually the wizard talking. That is Azula talking. Uh, not Easter egg. <laughs> no, no one caught it, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, Jay, since you're here, um, the uh, ninja boots and gloves, when I saw that, I was like, I was like, what? He caught like, that. The he caught that. He put it on a forum, and someone else posted in the forums. So, like, it's the moment they saw the booth, they knew I was thinking about my ninja wizard, and yeah. was calling it out. So. <laughs> that was great. Definitely, looking, definitely going for him, because I, I, I don't care if they're, on, they're decks only. I'm putting them on a wizard. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he... he he did say that those were temporarily named that, but <laughs> it would be awesome if they did have a ninja gear set. Which actually brings up another interesting idea that was presented with the uh, set items. Um, they're they're uh, leaving like the most powerful quote unquote game changing abilities on as you know four piece set item bonus. So that way they you know th- you don't just get it from one item. You have to collect multiple items to get to be OP. And uh, what was it? What, what ability was it that Wyatt joked about that it was not OP at all? Was it completely balanced? What, what, dang it, what? It was a witch doctor skill. What was it? Oh, right. A uh, five-minute locust swarm, I think it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, not OP at all. Yeah. I love it. Got everything. Yeah. Got the game before you even enter that uh, mm-hmm. new act. How would yeah. that work? How would the server hold that? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Speaking of skills, we haven't talked about it. That's why no one say anything about those blessed hammers. Can't wait to see those. Oh, yeah, hammer schmammers. First, no, I'm just kidding. You know what, we have to be excited uh, about your little frozen twinkles, so you know what? We're really excited about our frozen, our, our flying mallets. Right now, <laughs> for me, it was all about the black hole. That day. Yeah, that was that was so upset that I couldn't use that in the demo. I was like, yeah. unlock it, please. Oh, like, I was like, I was you were a little blown away by the black hole. I thought it was a little visually underwhelming. I don't know. Maybe I'm like, you expect half the math to be like huge. Just in my mind, when I thought of it, I thought, like, think about like think about arcane orb, celestial orb, that massive a galaxy flying across the screen. This little purple, like, gobstopper in the center of the field of misery. And just, you just get, like, sucked over to it, like, oh, okay, okay, it's back over. I'm coming right back. Basic, oh, like, you got me again. Okay, I'm coming right back. It was cool, though, where you, they used that with the meteor to, to drop Yeah, that was, so that, that was kind of, that was dope. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I guess we also touch on, you know, gobstoppers and black holes and all. Uh, the Demon <laughs> Hunter, the uh, Spike Trap variant, uh, basically, basically uh, like, oh, it's like, thing, yeah. it's like, ooh, a big glowing red thingy. Let me go towards That it. was the ninja set, but only for right? a second and a half. Yeah, that's I, gonna be, yeah, that's I think gonna it would be inherent on the skill, right? <laughs> no, no it, that's the ninja set bonus that yeah. makes every uh, lot around it automatically. Yeah, the two piece. All your skills taunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And monks are gonna be, be celestial teleporters with, with uh, all their skills and everything. I, I still think they missed the boat. They should have made him turn into the uh, Avatar form from Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Wyatt did say that he bends elements. I mean, <laughs> he's the Avatar, right? <laughs> so, um, other than that, I mean, th- I, I asked a couple questions. Uh, well, actually, I had Lantonio ask this question about uh, in-game voice support because... Uh, Antonio was uh, very scratchy at that moment, and uh, and 
I, I had a little fun with that. It's <laughs> like, hey, you want you want to answer this question? Go ahead, ask that question. And then as soon as he finished, I was like, so we can hear that in game. Yeah, your voice sounds amazing right now. I know it. Well, it sounds a lot better than two days ago, <laughs> but at certain points, I'm sounding like Ned from South Park. <laughs> He's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> but we did get some more... Um, they, we didn't get a whole lot of elaborate detail, but Guild... Well, I think it's... I think Josh just call, straight up called it clan support. I think it is called clan support. Um, there, there were some wow. screenshots, but they didn't really elaborate on it a whole lot. Yeah, it flew through that, that um, presentation. It was just like in the corner. It was like, oh, guild, you know, and, or, or clan, you know, clan talk and all this. Everyone was like, oh, and it was gone. And then it didn't come back. <laughs> you know? Dread, Melkard, I and Justin, we, we cornered... That was part of the questions that we asked when we cornered Wyatt. About clans, and he says, as of now, if they released it now, clan is pretty much just a, a social aspect. Mm-hmm. It's not really much of a clan, like in a gang. <laughs> I would say that mm-hmm. um, because you don't, they don't want to talk about ladders, so you don't have seasonal clans stuff like that. Probably won't get that yet. The shared stash thing, because of the whole trading issue that they're bringing up, they probably don't want you to share the items either. So mm-hmm. right now, pretty much they don't have much to say. That's why they just kind of. Did we talk right about by. the mailing system on the council? Yes, actually, speaking of the console version, um, because uh, because it's not going to be get it, console version is not going to be getting clan support, and uh, they're they're doing a couple different things. Um, they're introducing the concept of player mail. This is something that WoW players are very familiar with. You mail items to another player. How that's actually going to work, we don't know, <laughs> because they're still working on it. But that that's that's one of the things that they're going to be doing. Uh, another thing is, um, now this was a little strange. It was called player gifts, and the way that this works is when you when you kill a monster, and let's say it drops a legendary. This was the example used. Uh, it has a chance for a second vert, a second not duplicate, but a second i. Well, maybe duplicate, but not yeah, identical. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to figure out how I was trying to say that, but anyways, uh, a second version of that item would drop. But it would be labeled gift. And it's not something that you get to keep, it's something that you can give to a player. So that's weird, but cool at the same time. And then the third item, which was the uh, weirdest of them all, and this is console specific, and I don't think that they're going to be bringing it to the PC version, but it's called Adventure Kills. And the way that this works is uh, there's going to be a, a unique monster that gets spawned in a game, and it's going to hunt for the player. So it's going to start in a specific area, and I, I guess you'll get a little, you know, warning saying such and such is seeking you out, whatever, you know? And if it kills you, it gets stronger, and then goes to s- another game, or... It, I don't know how this is logistically possible. Sounds like another friend in your game. Possibly, but it... Um, Julia said that it was uh, it was asynchronous in the way that it didn't have to be you didn't have to be online for that monster then to come hunt you. Right. But if you do kill that monster, then you get you know, it's like you fountain you know loot explosion. <laughs> and then I, I guess there will be lots of gift items that will drop as well, and then you can give those gift items. I very very strange, but they they wanted to make sure that the PS4 version of the cons. Or, of the console game, yeah. Um, it's to do a lot with that share button. Yeah. They were saying, pretty much. Yeah, and... Uh, 
well, that that was pretty much it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> other than um, the PS3, if you have the PS3 version right now and you have a character, you will be able to migrate it over to the PS4 version. Now, what I'm thinking, what this means is, uh, and I didn't get a chance to do a follow-up question on this because you know, there are a lot of questions being asked and it was hard to backtrack sometimes, but um, I don't think PS3 is going to be getting Reaper of Souls. Yeah. And I don't think PS4 is going to be getting Diablo 3 Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how gonna, that's how they're going to get away with not like, making you buy an expansion for D3. They're going to make D3 on PS3. And Josh pretty much he basically confirmed it, and so did Julie, that there's Reaper Souls coming out for PlayStation 4. And, yeah. Yeah. With all, with all the gameplay mechanics that are in systems that are in Reaper of Souls, I don't think the PS3 and 360 can handle it with, without, without drastically taking stuff out, you know? I, mean, I don't know how many of you have played console, but it's, it's already pretty late. If you, if you put yeah. it even offline, it can get really, really bad. monsters on the screen or something. Yeah, the, when you get really up there and more density in there, the more legs, the more... When you first get on, it has to totally buff itself up before you can... Not even the textures game. are, like, quite there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I plug into my... Yeah, my a lot of pixelization. Yeah, my 1080p monitor, like, I plug into my monitor to play in my room, and it looks wrong. It just looks wrong compared to the PC one, so... Yeah. And it... Um, I, I got a ch- chance to talk to uh, one of the technical artists, and he said that, that that was one of the reasons why... On PS3 and 360, the, the monsters in Inferno only have three affixes. It's because there's just not enough processing power to handle all of the other visual noise that would appear if you add another affix mm-hmm. on a monster. It's also how they're justifying. It's also they're justifying you paying for it on both consoles, <laughs> so that you could say, you know, I didn't buy it twice, you know, on PS3, twice on PS4, twice on PC. If you're, you know, you have all them systems. Yeah, another twice on the Xbox, Xbox One. If it comes up for Xbox One, I think you can. If you own all those systems and buy Diablo for all those systems, you have a serious problem. Agreed. I don't think I've played this game before. Oh, who's there for? 50 birthday, yeah. You have more all topic real quick. Ah, that's great. Well, I have all of them so far. We'll be taking the Xbox One. Well, I bought it for, I got them on the PS3 and the PC, and another person in the house got them for my Xbox, because they want to play on the Xbox now as well, so it, it, they bought it for me, I didn't pay for it, so I guess. Well, is there any way I can backpedal out of that comment I made? Like, <laughs> edit that out so I don't look like a jerk? That's <laughs> <laughs> alright, jerk is actually kind of funny. No, it's okay, Lantonio does have a serious problem. <laughs> Before we get off topic, I wanted to say one thing about the PS4. Because when you went to the, the big gaming area, there were no PS4s. You didn't see anything. The wires just went down into that dark Notice thing. That. I was like, are they really PlayStation 4s? Or are they just downloaded on a PC and that's what you're playing? You think you just have this controller in your hand. Well, up in the press, back behind that TV, I noticed <laughs> there, was, there were PS4s back there on, yeah. the, uh, on the little couch go out. So you could see it. And it was kind of cool to see it. That's what I was thinking. I was like, they do exist. Well, of course <laughs> they do. Really exist. Thinking that because, you know, They're coming out next are. week. So. Yeah, but like... You know, you just... You no, know, that point, point, yeah. How many would they have to have for that room? Yeah. Hey, did you see any down there? I, 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 I thought the same so thing So I'm like, thought. my conspiracy mind is like, maybe they're not even here. Right. Well, up in the press box there, <laughs> there was a PS4 there that 
that it, it was we there. We tried to make sure that these beautiful the machine was there. weren't like a GTX 7000 mm-hmm. or there or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, getting a little, little, little bump with Sony to, mm-hmm. just to buy the PS4. I'm like, look at these graphics. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Computer now. <laughs> it did look amazing. Yeah, yeah uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, I, I couldn't believe it was a console game, personally. I was like, whoa, that is almost as good as my PC. My, my only critique on uh, the playing area for the PS4 version was nobody plays that close to, exactly. to the screen. Yeah. True. Definitely noticed that. Because uh, when, when, they, when they did it at PAX, was it PAX? Yeah, it was PAX. They had couches set up. And it's like, where's the couches? I played four inches from the finish monitor. I played like seriously, like nose to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it's such a terrible teleporter because I'm just like, don't know where you're going. Did you have three or four couches to play for more people on the floor as well as couches upstairs and press? So yeah, you're going by sniff location. Right. Why does my TV smell so funny? What's my monitor temperature of my computer? I just want to smell smoke because I'm that close. I know immediately. <laughs> well, the only other note that... It's like when you puke. Uh, <laughs> at the screen? <laughs> I, just say, I just say it takes weeks before I get over that. Yeah, pay for that for a while. <laughs> or wear pox bowls something. Right, right. That's why... Yes, yeah, Spurgeon? Um, yeah, I did, did also want to mention that uh, I was actually talking to Steve Shimizu. Shimizu, yeah. At the mixer, along with Russ, um, who was one of the... Uh, like, our director, not our director. Anyway, um, so many I, names, I, so many yeah, titles, so many people this weekend. But it was great because I asked him when I was just specifically, "What?" I'm like, I don't have a PlayStation Four, but I'm thinking about it. Why would I want to do the PlayStation Four versus the PlayStation Three? And they said, "Well, you know, simply because obviously it's a harder, more sophisticated, um, not harder, but <laughs> a more powerful, more powerful hardware." Yeah. And the fact is, they could do so much more with that just in the gameplay that they could not do with PlayStation 3. Just something simple like glow effects. I mean, the glow effects in, play, in PlayStation 3, they had to reduce that because it just ate up so much memory in order to do anything. I, at, at the community interview, I brought up the uh, Design of Legendary project that's going on right now, and I asked Josh and, and Christian and Julia if they were disappointed with the community's decision to go with a one-handed sword. <laughs> And they kind of just <laughs> laughed. Yeah. They agreed. Let's just say it's it. just kind of boring. I want my one-handed spear. I want yeah. the staff. You know. But I did. I did make. I did make the suggestion that if. I mean, obviously they're they're kind of tied to going with the one-handed sword, but maybe they could um, steer us in the direction of making it a very specialized one-handed sword for a melee hunter, which would be lots of fun. Who would ever make such a thing? Well, at least one person that we know of, <laughs> Master Doe would uh, would have you be bite, he would have you bite your tongue right now. That's when I brought up uh, Brazian and Sammy turkeys and eating nuts. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally have a turkey by the neck as the mojo. But I, Josh also likes the idea of designing legendary, and I. I have a feeling that we'll see it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
We need a skill for the witch doctor that when you hit it, you get a Harlem Shake song going and then you start shaking. <laughs> <laughs> earthquake or something. Do you guys ever yeah. see the There's a Harlem Shake video of a witch doctor? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to make the other monsters start dancing. And, and you go. And then you start dancing and you kill them with a dancer. We met the creator of that video at the mixer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a multi boxer, uh, mm-hmm. Inigo Montoya. So, yeah, if you yeah. want to check out the videos on YouTube. Yes, we know we know of Inigo and his. Uh, his um, his videos, <laughs> his uh, stream that got him banned for a while. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, so crickets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zombie turkey. Clear, clearly, Zombie clearly, we we are getting way off topic. So let's let's get into some closing thoughts. So, uh, um, P Dog, do you have any closing thoughts on uh, on just Reaper of Souls? The Crusader is awesome. Walk into an entire room filled with mobs. Seven seconds, I took him out. Yeah. A little OP. Just a little. <laughs> Just a little. And Jh. Um, for people who like Archon, you know, there's still hope. A lot of hope. Maybe. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> And Melkor, are, are we are we going get, to be getting new versions of the Critical Mass song? The Critical Mass love series is over, but I, w- I am in the middle of composing uh, a new series called uh, Diablo, a love series in which I still I'm always going to be I'm always a wizard, so I take the perspe- this perspective of a wizard in game with all the other classes, and um, it's a work in progress. But uh, stay tuned; I will have something fresh sooner sooner rather than later. That's awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Phil. And Justin? Uh, I was really impressed to see that they're really, really trying to nail down legendaries and add unique affixes to each of the legendaries, and I expect we're going to see a lot of unique abilities come out of these legendaries for these really wacky builds, and that's probably what I'm most excited for with this expansion. Yeah, I would agree. I love wacky builds. Mm-hmm. Zombie turkey build. <laughs> Just to add... I'm gonna, I'm gonna find anybody who picks up that ninja set. I'll find someone. <laughs> but you're trading with me now. What do you want? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Jake, if I find it, it's all yours. <laughs> there we go. And uh, Dread. Um, I guess I just like the direction in total. They were, we were talking about it on the way here. They were just really upfront and honest with us. Something that was a little bit lacking in the original Diablo Three. Promise too much, hype too much, but they were just point blank. It was point uh, clear with us. Like we, yes, this is. No, it isn't. We don't know because we're still in the testing, and we don't want to get you up. So it's a no, or we don't know. And it really shows because in the demo, the Crusader is awesome. It feels really round, really well rounded as a class. All the other classes seem to have been brought up in level um, adventure mode campaign. Everything they're doing, um, it looks like just as Lord of Destruction was for Diablo 2, Reaper Souls will be for Diablo 3, and really, if you haven't come back to the game, come back to it now, get at least relearn the classes that you have, and get yourself ready for basically a reckoning and a rebirth of the game that you once loved, and will play for many years, hopefully in the future. Yeah, the developers were really transparent this year, they didn't hide much from us. That wasn't just that night info. 
Well, I would say they were still guarded, though. Yeah, and they're guarded, bit. but then we realized that because, you know, what we already They don't want to get us They don't want to get our hopes up. Yeah. So then they're just going to yeah. scrap. I'm going to use this example because I addressed this when we were talking to Wyatt that data mine, data mine information, like, no one wants you to ever rely on data mine information. Um, based data mine information stated that you can't enchant bind on the crap, or bind on account crafts. Once that was fi- figured out, we figured that out, I t- basically tossed four trifecta gloves that I crafted because I just didn't like them. I didn't. I know. I, I knew I couldn't re-roll it probably. Now Wyatt says they're bringing that back because they figured you know this change that change probably wasn't going to fit. We're just bringing it back. Had they said something like that earlier and then just tell us officially that they were bringing it back, they're just messing with people that way. So they don't want to say something and then just say we're getting we're, we're going back on what we just said five days later. So, I've always been a fan of buying an account, but. I just realized, I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but the finding an account with a socket, I don't know. That, that, really that's sad. already gone. Yeah, that's already gone, actually, because they actually put that a few days ago before the demo was released, mm-hmm. and then while we're playing it, they already removed it. Okay, because it was still there. I was going to say, the demo we played, I socketed a helm and uh, a the ring. Both were BOA. Both. Yeah, they got, rid of, they got rid of that. Oh, okay. That yeah. just kills that. Yes, yeah. that kills it. Like, why would you, why would you socket it? Because... Why? Right? more than I mean, what you're gonna put in there. Yeah. Yeah. So like they got rid of that. So they don't want to say something, only to go back on their word, and then people are just like, "What do you want? What do you want us to believe anymore?" So right. they rather just not say it and just say it when they're ready. You know, makes sense. And Sean, a- as a as a lover of the barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm such a super casual player of the game. Uh, that there's a lot of stuff that I'm sure is way over my head as it is, but I did go to um, pretty much most of my BlizzCon experience really was uh, centered around the Diablo stuff, and uh, I really like the direction of Reaper of Souls, just the expansion and the story. I like that they're seemingly, from what I understand, sort of going back and, and like the whole thing where part of the game is going to take place in Pandemonium. Jen was telling me that that's kind of a throwback to D2, so that's pretty cool. Is that am I accurate? Is she accurate? Pandemonium Forges was the tile in the back four. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool, and I like that, because the thing I was worried about is, okay, we've gone through you know every, like the, the story of D3 and uh, defeated Diablo, and I'm going, okay, well, are we going to get an expansion on that? What are they going to do to bring Diablo back? Like, that just seemed really cheap. So I like that they've given us a new kind of, you know, antagonist in Malfield and how they are sort of putting that story together. It looks really interesting. So uh, I think that's pretty cool. Um, this didn't come up during the discussion, but Jen and I went to the two uh, voice actor panels they had today, and it was really cool to see... Uh, just that whole process they talked about. Uh, they had a woman there, uh, I forget her name, but she was the casting director. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they talked about the process of, you know, finding the voice actors and then how the actors develop the voices. You know, you just think, oh, well, somebody comes in and they have an idea and, they, and you know, they throw it off on a microphone and they're done. But in this case, Blizzard works the way that everybody represented anyways, that they work really hard to, you know, refine the voices and try to have something original and interesting. And, uh, you know, and the second panel was really fun because they had uh, 
the the actors for Tyrael and Decker Kane and Covetous Shen. Yeah, and went nuts for Shen. They, the, the James Hong, I think. His, yeah, his voice is incredible. incredible. They loved, everybody loved him. I wasn't um, there for it, but he's hilarious. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I did. Uh, we did attend uh, the the Q and A today. And uh, I just, I desperately hoped that someone was cosplaying Deckard Kane and would have gotten lying. Oh my god, we'd even bring up the Why fucking... did you kill me? That um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Cox, at the lower Q&A yesterday, came up dressed as Leah. <laughs> oh right, the dude in the Leah... Co- oh right, I saw pictures on Twitter. <laughs> he was pretty, he was, was pretty funny. funny about it. But that's Jesse Cox, so... Yeah, he does stuff like that all the time. Fun though. Yeah, he's a fun guy. Was it confirmed? Because I, I was busy playtesting when they were doing the lore Q&A that someone said something about Leah's and Dagger King's deaths and like what's going to come of it. And I think one of the people uh, compared it to uh, Tychus from StarCraft Two. He's dead, he's dead. He's not coming back, pretty much. Because he didn't die for a reason. Yeah, but they did say that they, they did kind of hint that Kane isn't completely finished. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they wanted him to die for a reason. Like, right. You can't just bring him back. Because somebody asked the question of... Um, Finally, about I was actually asking myself, and like I didn't have to, about Kane's testing. You know, it felt so premature. And they said, "Well, it happened for a reason, and Kane's not completely finished. Won't say he's going to necessarily come back alive, but he's definitely going to be in the story more." Happy impact, right? So, not that much. As long as as long as he doesn't appear on a log in a. You know, as a glowing spirit, <laughs> like a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I kind of get the feeling that he might be. Brought back as an angel. That's kind of my oh, okay. yeah, wisdom justice, or justice. One of the two. I think he's going to be. That I mean, that would be the best way. If you are going to bring him back, bring him back. In my opinion, don't really care if they don't because I'm already over it. You know, <laughs> kind of like a long lost relationship. Be over it. Find someone else. Sopranos <laughs> <laughs> is over. Find a new show. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if if I had more of an initiative, I, well, and the other thing I was concerned about is I don't. You know, I don't know any of this stuff works. I've never been in BlizzCon before, and, and I don't follow this stuff that closely. But I kind of wanted to ask at the the Q and A, and and again, this was you know everything was focused on Reaper Soul, so I didn't want to be that guy who was up there and asking questions. Maybe completely irrelevant at this point, but I kind of wanted to ask, and I don't even know you know how much of the development team has changed from D three through now, but if in them killing off. Kane and turning Leah into Diablo and essentially having her die through that if this wasn't almost sort of a uh, no pun intended here but sort of a spiritual release for them kind of severing the ties to the old games mm-hmm. you're noticing as they're moving into the expansion that you know there's not a lot of the characters as far as I know anyway uh, Adrio's I guess an exception I please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this but uh, sort of going back to the original games, and of course, there's all of that. I mean, there's so much. And there's got to be a certain amount of I don't know, uh, just psychic something that's built up for as long as that time period went between D2 and D3. And I gotta wonder if in the development of D3, if they kind of had this point where they went, you know, we need to to move this forward. We need to cut as many of these ties as possible. And I may be overthinking all this, but yeah, I would have loved to ask that. But I just felt like I'd be that. You know, I'd be Pretty that guy. Sure. So the rest of us knows <laughs> how we are all how we are all on the Lord, but I'm pretty sure Adria is about the last character left. Yeah. Um, 
since Diablo 1. I, I can't really think of anything at all. Even masters that are left. I mean, Butcher is gone again, but that's about it. Yeah, everything literally <laughs> like legendary items. Like, you just hear names mm-hmm. in the lore books that you think this person existed. You know, that's about it. And Jen? What was the question? I like that song, Breaking just, Souls or BlizzCon? No, just your final thoughts. Um, I can't wait to play the game. Again, talking about the voice panels that we saw, they had the people that played the voice for the Crusader, the male and female character, and I can't wait to see what their story is. I can't wait to see to hear them, you know, say those lines that we saw today in the game and like how it all relates and goes together. You know? Yeah. And I want to see if things tie in, like. Um, the scoundrel has a whole storyline, you know, he's got a family somewhere and his brother's in jail. What happens, you know? Does he does he save him? What happens next? You know, does does uh Shen ever find that Durgis duel? You know, I mean I wanna know if they put that in. The, there's still the theory that Shen is actually Anu. Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> I don't think he's Anu, but I do think he's a god. That would be a ridiculous twist. Like really? Like, like maybe, <laughs> maybe not Anu Anu, but you know, like kind of like the essence or the aspect of Anu. He's an old Anu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, evidently Kingsport is also a dump. So. Right. But uh, yeah, there, clearly, I mean, there's there was so much that was said that I mean, it's going to take us weeks to process it all. Um, I'm looking forward to going home and being able to watch some of the panels that I did miss or re-watch some of the panels so that I can pick up some nuances that I may not have noticed. But, uh, Jesse, do you have any final thoughts? A uh, couple of quick points. Follow me at hometown hero 8 on Twitter. Oh, good grief. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, uh, almost, you're almost as bad as the person at the Q&A that was like, oh, big shout-out to that Twitch streamer. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why he just said that. <laughs> no, I had a blast. The, the time here was epic. I uh, wish there would have been more, like, you know, new reveals, stuff we didn't know. It just didn't happen. Still had a good time. Uh, Wait for beta. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some questions I would have liked to ask on how people felt. That's one thing I felt like in all the Q&As they didn't ask. Like, how did you feel when this happened? How did you feel? You know, it's not a yes, no, or we're working on a kind of BS answer, but, like, what was your, what was your feeling when this happened? So yeah. just someone asked me about vision. They love vision questions, so... Yeah. <laughs> like, what, the, the one question I thought was, like, for PvP, they kept asking, what is the goal, okay? I'm not talking about where we're at in, in, in development, how many developers are working on it, the time is left. What's the goal for PvP? What is what is your goal, Josh Mosquera, game director? What's your goal? Okay, all goals aren't realized. Vision, right? But what, what, what is your goal? <laughs> you know, what's the final... Five years from now, what are we going to say about PvP? What do you want us to say about, you know, and it's just those kind of questions weren't asked, and I kind of wanted to ask them, but the Q&A lines were too long. Uh, <laughs> I tried doing that for the Uber's question. I kind of said, what do you have in plan? Like, yes. what do you yeah. see happening? Yeah. And that was a good question, too, because it's one of those things that... <laughs> yeah, well, there there was uh, Lantana, we, we did... We, I asked about the Ubers. Yeah, asked about, you asked about Ubers and the potential well, of and seeing... And when, you know, it was a little... Little drunk, you might have slipped a little bit because we asked him about Mephisto. Right. Oh, uh, right, right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's kind of like, oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> so you know, I was kind of like, oh, I almost got you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, just go get in here. I'll talk to you again in about an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because while 
this this does bring up the point that while the majority of their focus and development is on you know the initial launch of Reaper of Souls, they they I guarantee that they're they're having meetings right now and have been having meetings for weeks upon maybe months as to the content release schedule post launch. You know what what are we going to do for the first post? I, I mean they'll be they'll be very you know um, vague sometimes and maybe obviously the first patch they'll have a little more fleshed out as to what they would like to add that they couldn't get into launch and there will also I can also probably guarantee that there may be a feature from Reaper of Souls that may slip to the first content patch update that we get post launch of Reaper of Souls it hopefully it won't be something big but you know I mean PvP was supposed to be at launch of Diablo 3, and that got delayed, and s still delayed, but, you know, <laughs> but... The, PvP 1.1, and then it was going to be for something, and then it was going to be for something. But, uh... Uh, so you know, I, I think out of everything, I, I really got out of if he had his way, he would swipe it forever. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even really care to put PvP, he doesn't mm -hmm. seem like into Diablo. kind of feels like it. He said he wants it because we want it, I think, but I think in his mind, it's not really a PvP game. Well, he I, I don't think it's a PvP game, but... Right. Yeah. But, uh, eventually. But. Right, it's kind of like, he wants to do it to make us happier. People want to make them happy, but he doesn't want to just slap somebody in there to... That's... You're going to be broken, and now we're going to... And I think... That they're going to spend five more years on fixing and making it's own game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and I think, in general, when really analyzed the whole yeah. PvP aspect, PvP has grown in old Blizzard games to, unfortunately, not just being PvP. And it's become an eSport. Even such games like Hearthstone, like how does that relate? Hearthstone is a simple training card game. It, whether Blizzard likes it or not, the monogram community that I've worked with, it is a competitive game. Here is a storm that we've seen and we're able to try out this set. Yeah, it, it's a fun game. It's going to be a competitive oh. game whether Blizzard likes it or not. So Blizzard is really... Uh, I think with Josh, even as you were saying, with Josh's mentality of, you know what, kill mo monsters, get awesome loot. It's like, yes. that's his mentality, <laughs> and I think he's, I think he's willing to take that criticism personally on him, on why they're not, it's not happening, because, first of all, it just makes more work for him to have to balance it, have to do anything, and why not? I mean... It's not. It's gonna become an esport. So it's gonna. It's gonna happen. So he just doesn't want to go through the effort, the trials, and it's gonna be an esport, and it's gonna ruin the PVE game, which Diablo Three is. Bold prediction. I think Lantonio will be happy. In may, not not at launch probably, but maybe six months after launch. I, I just I just have this gut feeling that with the couple times that Mephisto and Bale. And you know, just just hearing those names and the look that you they know, gave us back. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like like okay, yes, but we can't say no, that. no, no. It's, <laughs> it's it's not like okay, yes. It's like we we have something for you later, right? So I look forward to that. Brazier, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I was just uh, really impressed with the openness, as already mentioned. Uh, a lot of things that we've all experienced here, which was not something we were going to get just by watching the stream or the, just these little com 
uh, comment and conversation we had individually with uh, members of the development team. Uh, I was really impressed with that, the fact that they really want to and not just improve the game, because they obviously would make financial sense for them, but the fact that they are listening to people. Uh, they may not be able to put everything you want into the game, but they're trying to find a way to make it all into that. And a user Reaper of Souls is a great way to launch that and just redefine Diablo as a role-playing game. And, and my final thoughts are just that um, I'm very thankful to Lylira and the community manager team for really taking the Shattered Soulstone and, you know, getting us out here. I mean, it's just, it's been an amazing experience. Uh, from the, the community mixer, I mean, just, uh, I was, it was like being starstruck, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and just how approachable all the developers are. I mean, you can walk up to them, give them a hug if you want. <laughs> you know, as long as you're not sick and... <laughs> but, you know, I, it was it was just an amazing experience, and I'm so thankful that uh, that that we got to be a part of it. And I look forward to hopefully do this again in the future, and hopefully uh, I'll be able to do it a little bit bigger next time. You know, that just financially, <laughs> this this was kind of a stretch this year, but you know that's just just the way of things. And uh, I really my my absolute final thought. Lightning spells? Oh my goodness! I'm so happy right now. So very. All right, we can't end with that. Blessed hammers is going to be awesome. Mallets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so okay. let, let let's see if I can. Uh, well, before I close out the show, um, let's let us. Uh, cl- um, JH, where where can everybody find you? Hop on the forum, actually. Now. Nowadays, that would probably be the best bet. Because for Diablo fans, I mean, no, nothing against Diablo fans, there's just too many speculation threads in there right now, and I cannot deal with speculation threads, because I can't go to every single post and say, don't rely on data mine information, don't rely on data mine information here, don't rely on data mine information here. Just see. Yeah. Don't sell all your gear yet. <laughs> so yeah, official forum, definitely. And Melkor, where where can we find your, uh, your forthcoming Diablo Love series in... Uh, well, I only post the lyrics to the song in the wizard form, because it's my home, but, um, YouTube, just, just search, um, just, just look me up, I guess, Mikey Mays, M-I-K-E-Y-M-A-Y-E-Z, because before I was a Diablo player, I was just a rapper, so. <laughs> you could, uh, yeah, if anything, if it's easier, if you don't remember that, you look me up on YouTube as well, and yes. he's part of my featured channels, also, yeah. so you can just click there. He's my Diablo pimp. <laughs> <laughs> and... Justin and Dread, you're both from Grind EXP, so, um, Justin, I didn't quite catch your forum name. Uh, uh, Beta. Okay. So, um, I'm usually the one that streams on Twitch for our website, so you can find us at, uh, twitch.com slash grindxp. Okay. And are you on Twitter? Yes, uh, Twitter, grindxp. Whoa, I was asking Justin. I am not a Twitter guy. I actually only got into it oh. last night because I wanted to see the tweets from all the community managers. You should. Be I only I only joined this year too, so like I'm I'm not exactly a Twitter veteran either. So. Yeah. Okay, dread. Okay, dread. Twitter. You you can find us at 
basically just grind XP. Same thing on Facebook. Uh, we have our little fan site thing there. We do have our community forums on the website, which is GandGrindXP.com. Made it very easy to remember on all the little social networks. Awesome. All right, let's see how I can do with closing out the show without the show notes in front of, well, you know, the normal closing. Let's see how I can do this from memory. So thank you, everybody, for listening to episode 52 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. If you have missed an episode, you can find the show, you can find the archives and show notes at ShatteredSoulstone.com. Um, if you want to send us an email, you can do so. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> I, I I was doing great so at first, close. and then you confused yourself. And then I confused Not myself because I was like, I was like, wait, does email or Twitter come next? I'm pretty sure it's email. Well, anyways, um, you can send your thoughts, questions, and feedback feedback to show at shatteredsoulstone.com. And if you want to hit us up on Twitter, you can do so. The show Twitter is at uh, shatteredstone, obviously, and I'm at Nick James. Man, I'm. I'm going to need a beer after this. <laughs> Brasia is at the underscore Brasia. Jen is at Queen of Haiku. I really hope I'm out here it didn't take a while. <laughs> There's a store right down the street. Oh, boy. <laughs> and, I think we're hitting the liquor store. <laughs> and Lantonio is at Lantonio. Yeah, real simple. Yep, very, very uh, simple. Everything, by the way. Yep. And I also want to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Don Forge Productions. He assisted us this weekend um, in getting us into the community mixer, which was amazing. Uh, so you can find more shows from the Dawnforge at thedawnforge.com. And, uh, oh, there's our forums, which hopefully we will eventually get back to using more frequently. Uh, you can find... Oh, I also missed out on the Soulstoners Battle Tags page. My actually, the, the uh, forum I actually worked on yet actually ran maintenance on for the first time in like six months. So <laughs> <I didn't think laughs> that, right? You guys want to go on there? You can, I think it's actually working now. Yeah. <laughs> if you would like to play with other Soulstoners, you can do so by going to the Soulstoners Battle Tags page and um, you know, fill out your friends list um, before we finally get clan support. Uh, and so, yeah. I'm just going to close out the show like that. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, I'm going to need another beer. <laughs> and more zombie turkeys. <laughs> <laughs>
Come through on the recording. I didn't even think it didn't even cross my mind. Then I was like, "Oh shit!" Everyone just started cracking up. Nice man. Literally. Oh my god! I need a moment. That was so good. Oh, it was a I think you did on purpose. Ambient sound. Like I see what you did there. I see the realization come to you. You're like, "Oh snap!" Okay. All right. Bloopers. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No amount of editing. I'm sorry, Justin. Do you okay. remember where you were? Yes. So in Bioshock Infinite, um, one of the things that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Do you not take me seriously? <laughs> no. Bioshock. Just the act oh, of Bioshock. Oh, God. But in Bioshock Infinite, one of the one of the main things that uh, was bringing up in the gaming community was that a lot of the ambient noise was cut out. And uh, <laughs> are you serious? Pull it together, man. <laughs> ambient noise. Where's the bottle of red water, guys? Let me down. Anyway, they had to crush a lot of the sound, and all right, uh, and they have to do that for the PS3 as well with Diablo. So, I have nothing else to add. <laughs> so, consoles. Dude, that's hard to add anything. Oh my god. Things are just gonna keep streaming in Deep over the next couple of We need to see a real, a real solid flow of uh, information. Uh, yeah, then you have to give. Uh, it's really like a deluge, really. Uh, you have to give. A golden uh, information. About, you know. Actually, we'll, we'll now, for now, you should just flush the podcast, and uh, we'll get R. Kelly in. The number one reason that we're here. Oh, but spe- speaking of golden nuggets of information, <laughs> this has been a production of Dawn Forge. Copyright 2013. Find great podcasts and more at thedawnforge.com.